All right, three, two, one, and we are live again for the next installment of the very small microcosm sensation that is known as CodeCast, uh, taking the world by storm, uh, one friend at a time. Uh, today we've got a very special guest uh, that is uh, not with us. We're doing our first ever virtual guest. Uh, I've always wanted to say this, is live from New York, We've got Natalie Clapp. Natalie, how are you? Hi, Cody. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for jumping on. Um, so, interesting story of how Natalie and I got to know each other is our moms are both friends. And just through knowing Natalie's mom, Natalie's mom, shout out Leslie if you're listening, uh, said, hey, you should talk to my daughter Natalie. Uh, so, got to know her and just her passion for helping people is one, super encouraging and super infectious. So eventually talking back and forth, I was like, Natalie, we got to get you on the podcast just to talk about what you do because I think it can help so many people at a time where it's so prevalent of folks that could be helpful going to you but don't even know people like you exist. Um, so Natalie, if more often than anything, it's always better when you explain it versus I explain it. Can you just explain to me kind of your proposition of what you do? Sure. So um, I have a normal nine to five job, but I also have this passion project that I've been working hard on for the last year or so, a little bit over a year. Um, I've been earning my life coaching certification. And um, that basically means that you, I'm taking a bunch of classes. A lot of them are like positive psychology classes um, and business classes. And then at the end of it, you take an exam you submit a bunch of practice hours, and then you're internationally recognized as a certified life coach. Love that. Now, now I think oftentimes there is a false pretense that life coaching is therapy. And from what I've come to understand, there is a distinct difference. Can you just elaborate more on that for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. It's an important difference. Um, so therapy, which more people are uh, familiar with, is... Uh, more psychologically based on your past, your history as a, as a human being. Um, and life coaching is looking forward, focusing on the future. It's very goal-oriented and client-driven. Um, you can have a therapist and a life coach at the same time and be working with them simultaneously on very different topics. Um, so that's kind of the gist. Got it, got it. And do you find, I'm just curious, do you find that most people that you're working with have both? Or right now are you mainly seeing one or the other? I think right now I'm main, mainly seeing one or the other. Um, I personally think that I could benefit from using both because it's just, they're two very different topics. One's I find much more emotional than the other, but um, I'm hoping as life coaching becomes more normalized, kind of like therapy is currently becoming normalized societally, that more people would be willing to do both at the same time. And hopefully insurance will start covering life coaching because that would help. Touche, yes. Um, so Natalie, I'm curious to know, obviously I know what you do for a nine to five and life coaching. I, it's, it's not like they're hand in hand. There's kind of like uniquely different. What, what, can you just explain to us what got you into life coaching? Yeah. So I've sort of always been interested in psychology, even when I was younger, like in high school. And as I got older, um, I remained interested in it. And then once, you know, the mental health industry started kicking off in the U.S. I sort of 
I don't know, became even more interested in it and really felt like I wanted to help people. I just didn't know how. Um, and so once I, once COVID hit and I was sort of at home, you know, reflecting on my life and spending a lot of time by myself, um, I, I started looking up life coaching programs just to see what exactly that meant um, and if it was attainable and realistic for me in the future. Um, and I started talking to a couple of friends about it and one of my friends was like, well, why don't you just do it now? <laughs> and I didn't really have an, a reason not to. So um, I just sort of decided to take all the free time that I had during quarantine and during COVID to, um, to focus on something that meant a lot to me. Natalie, yeah, like, first off, we could, like unpack that because I think there's just so much content there. <laughs> so first off, huge kudos to you for just doing it, right? I wonder how many folks are listening to this or just, we know it's numerous people out in the world that have all these great ideas to do great things, but all they're waiting for is just this, you know, they're good, get momentum, get momentum, and then that self-defeated thinking kind of pops in their head and eventually yeah. it's like, what's the point? So for you to have friends and to say, hey, why not do it now and go for it? kudos to you as we know most people are not wired that way they have to be really driven into something to get them going more so than just the thought um now one thing i think that you mentioned that you help people with that is just so so prevalent right now um doing what i do obviously right now this time of the year is bonus time and a lot of people as we all know we all have a friend that's gotten short of a bonus or hey this is not happening promotion i got passed over on and a lot of people as you mentioned in COVID, start to sit there and, and wonder what's next for myself am i passionate about what i'm doing but walking through folks of just not knowing what to do should i leave should i stay what are just the common thoughts and obstacles you're hearing from the people you're working with of why they stay and what keeps them there i think it is very personal work is very personal and emotional um, and a lot of people stay in a job that feels safe and feels comfortable because change is hard. We don't like change as humans. I also think people stay in a job if they're making decent money um, and have benefits. Mm. So I've definitely found that the people I'm working with um, start to notice that it's missing something. Like, yes, it has those things, but they're eager to feel something different and to to feel fulfilled in different ways. Got it. And is there a common trait, and I'm sure this is so specific, so try not to pin you into a box here for like an A, B, or C answer, but is there a common trait that you're seeing that people have as the final straw? Like this was the final thing for me that told me like, hey, I'm gonna go down this path of finding new something new for myself. Not really. Um, it's It's been different for the few folks that I've worked with. Um, but I think that maybe a common denominator as far as like personality traits go amongst those people is that they're highly intelligent and really just missing the motivation or missing the, the guidance and direction that they need to move forward. And so, Nelly, you mentioned this topic of moving forward, which kind of spins this out to the next play, is that how do you guide people into figuring out what they really want to do because folks will know like it's very easy for us to sit in this environment and go well this isn't it right okay. how many people do you think just go to lunch every single day at work and hate it where it's like this this is not it but then not being able to figure out you know what is next it, it's easy to know when something's not a good fit right it's, when you go on a date and you know it's not a good fit right that's yeah. easy to figure out but figuring out what's next how do people start to like how do you help them with that and figuring out what is next for them 
So my coaching practice is rooted in positive psychology and it's based on client values, like whatever the client's values are. So that's sort of where I tend to start because I really believe that once you're able to define those values, it helps you prioritize things in your life. It helps you have direction on what you want to focus on and what makes you happy. Um, and that's kind of what positive psychology is all about is like what we're choosing for its own sake and what makes life worth living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of try to go back to the root of things rather than thinking about, um, you know, what kind of salary do, we, do you want? What kind of commute do you want? Um, where do you want to live? I'd started, I try to like take it back several steps before we get to that. That almost inherently answers my next question. I'm just, cause I'm just thinking about it from, you know, my brain of most folks want to change jobs. And the first thing to think about is I want to get paid more or I want to have a commute less. But if we unpack that, that people think the more money they make or the shorter commute, whatever it might be, will make them happy. But they're just basically trading one evil for a different evil. It might pay them more, but that doesn't necessarily find the happiness inside of it. So you essentially walk backwards. And so we deduce it down of the why to the why to the why to the why to the why. Figure that out. And then you build it up from there, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. So once you have like the foundation defined, it's way easier to prioritize, well, what's more important to me, having a shorter commute or having a higher salary or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And I think that that is what inspires people to actually change and to actually take steps forward because they feel a sense of purpose and identity once they've got the values defined. No, I've never... so. We're a huge positive people over here in this podcast. So positive vibes always. I think having a positive attitude is a competitive advantage always. Mm-hmm. The term of positive psychology, I never even knew that actually existed. So mm-hmm. we could almost have to start like a session two on this. But can you just explain to me more what is the most interesting or biggest thing that was life-changing to you in the study of positive psychology that you still hold on to this day? Well, when you think about like the definition of it and like the very basics of what this is even about, which is what makes life worth living, it makes it sound much more approachable. It's not that complicated. It's Mm. what can I choose today that's going to make me happy and feel like my life has worth and my, that I have worth. Um, an example from the book, uh, written by the guy who discovered or like Um, defined positive psychology is that he goes to his daughter's piano recitals not because he love it feels good to listen to the music of a five-year-old playing the piano but because supporting his daughter in her goals and her interests brings his life joy and makes Mm. him feel like he has meaning so Mm. I think if we break it down it's pretty simple but life is complicated yeah (laughs) I think, do you ever think it just moves so fast that it doesn't allow us to realize the answers that are right in front of our face? Because it's, it might only be like three or four inches from our face, but within yeah. that two inches in there, there's so much stuff that gets moved across our eyes that we can't see what the answer is right there. Right. And that's a huge benefit of having a coach to sort of be there to ask the questions that get you to answer those questions on your own, because you have all the answers that you need already. It's just that you need someone to help you find them. Love that. As we always talk about here, right? When you have, I'm sure as you found this, like in live action, when folks come up with their own solution, their conviction around it is so much greater than if you tell somebody. 
yeah. what to do. Oh, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, empowering. Absolutely. Now, what has been so far, okay, what has been your shining hour so far in this journey you've gone down in this practice? Like, where, obviously, there's confidentiality. I don't want HIPAA coming in and raiding the podcast. We've got like 100 listeners now. Not to brag. Uh, walk me through, like, what's been your, your golden hour so far in this journey of what you've gone on? Um, I've been working for a few weeks now with um, a client who is basically going through exactly what we've been talking about. He wants to transition his career, but has nowhere, no idea where to even start and just feels, like, extremely overwhelmed by the whole thing. You know, he's he's older. He has a, fa- he has a family he has to support. He feels like this is a really serious, big decision. Um, and so I feel like every week that I meet with him, it's like the best hour of my week because he just has so many aha moments and and I barely am, I'm barely talking. I just will say, ask him one thing and he just takes it from there and runs. And it's almost just like he needs someone to listen. And I think a lot of us do. That... Love that. Yeah, I think that's why do you think the what do you think the difference is between you mentioned hold on, I'm just trying to rephrase this. I know this isn't the cleanest audio or audio podcast styling, but when you mentioned sometimes folks just need someone to listen and ask them the right questions. It's interesting because we would think that like it might be your significant other or your best friend, right? That would be able to do that. But why do you think in general and I'm throwing you a curveball here, why do you think general society just doesn't ask those questions to our friends. Like, why don't we ask those questions to help folks come up with their own answers? Because I don't think we know how. I just think that we don't we don't know how, and or we don't take the time to actually listen and to fully be present and to give a space to somebody to sit here and think about their thoughts and actually talk them out. Like when I'm, I don't know about you, but when I'm like hanging out with my friends or going out for drinks, I'm like chit-chatting and, and laughing i'm not sitting and and slowly having a quiet conversation about um about all this i think talking to friends and significant others is just as important but when you have a designated person who's there to spend an hour just on you it makes a difference mm. i guess i'm assuming too the relationship side of it too where you i'm coming to you and you're just there to listen to me it's not a trade-off back and forth so i don't have to try to digest what you're telling me then asking yeah. questions, it's rather a one-sided transaction, which selfish, but now that I'm assuming, obviously, as you and I, I'm sure both agree to, is that the happiness doesn't come from helping yourself. It comes from helping others. Yeah, definitely. So it's weird. I'm assuming you probably have people you work with that think they're being selfish because all they talk about is themselves mm-hmm. and not realizing that it's actually the joy that's coming out of this is what you get out of it, which is the help yeah. of others. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a service when it comes down to it. You know, people are paying me to do this. So um, I'm ha- happy to sit and listen and, you know, provide guidance as much as I can. It's interesting, too. We think of paying for service, but I think we don't oftentimes think about what the outcome is of it, right? You know, even if you were to charge somebody $10,000 an hour, which I'm – that is not – quoted uh but even if you're to charge somebody ten thousand dollars an hour and say you have to meet with them five times that's 50 grand total but if you can 50 with fifty thousand dollars can provide somebody with a lifetime of peace and their enjoyment of work every day what is that it's it's a cost basically who cares 
Yeah, worth every penny, right? It's like an investment in yourself, which is another thing that that we don't do. Just like we never think about, I'm going to invest, you know, X amount of dollars a week to focus on my future. Um, so that even is a new concept that I think is slowly catching on, thanks to therapy and just the mental health industry overall. One hundred percent agree. It obviously just in the nature of what I do, right? Folks are so much more interested in getting dollars off themselves and putting it on the stress on somebody else than having to face the dollars into themselves and find out more about them. Not knowing though that, quite frankly, the dollars put inside of you are the most the dollars that are most important. Yeah, most valuable probably. Right. Mindset's everything. Um, yeah. So. Now, I say we're talking, I got a bunch of listeners right now that are sitting there thinking like, wow, I'm loving what Natalie's talking about right now. Is there any insights that you can give my listeners to uh, think about when they're kind of going down this journey of whether like how to start to navigate the process of step one? Well, they can email me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Plug. Yes. No, we love it. Yes. Um, but... I think that, I really think that starting with thinking about top three, top five personal values is a really good place to start. And even if that doesn't, in your mind, link directly to your next career move, I promise it will get you one step closer. Um, And there are even like things you can Google about this if you're unsure of where to start. And something else that I have found super inspiring, especially when I was kind of deciding whether or not to go down this path and start this this um, coaching program, is this concept of plasticity, which is um, a scientific, a neuroscience topic that's been newly introduced. Um, And it basically just means that our brains never actually stop forming. And as humans, we have agency to change our brains and to change our bodies and our character and all these things are connected to each other. Um, and I just think that knowing that and having the science like back up all of this stuff that I'm talking about is super empowering and inspiring. So you can change and you can, you can grow and you can do something completely different than what you're doing right now and your brain can handle that. <laughs> no, isn't that, that's so cool. I, that's a new term to me. I never knew. I always equate it to the theorist versus the practitioner, right? Like in theory, you and I can know having a positive mental attitude and like thinking in a positive nature can always be helpful, but it's now that to where you get, you know, or I'm sorry, us being practitioners, now there's the theorist that can support it too, to where it's not just a feeling, no, this is actually legitimately true, that your brain can still keep changing. You're never locked in to yeah. who you are. Love yeah, that. exactly. There's evidence now. <laughs> Love that. Um, so new thing we're going to do in closing so first off, most importantly, more than anything, Natalie, say we've got listeners right now that are like, I just need to talk to her. What is the best way to contact you? Best way to contact me is to email me, um, natalie.clap at gmail.com. Got it. We will also, in the show description for those that can't hear this possibly clearly or miss over it, we will be putting it into the uh, description of the show. Then, Natalie... All right, question or one piece of advice you would give all of our listeners right now, what would it be? Hmm. Um, don't let fear hold you back. Mm, love that. <laughs> and then a new one that we just added. I thought of this day, so this is a complete out of the sky. 
Now, because we always talk about like the slogan of the show is the next us is the best us. What's something that over the past two years you've learned about yourself that you didn't know you had inside of you two years prior? Oh, wow. That's a good one, Cody. Um, I would say uh, the trust that I have with myself. Like I fully trust myself and that's definitely something that I've built up over the last two years and I really don't think I could have completed this coaching program without that. Um, and it was a pleasant surprise once I discovered that I do trust myself and my judgment and my decisions and mm. it's been really great. Okay, normally we'd end it right there, but I, just how my brain operates, I have to ask <laughs> a couple of follow-ups. I'm just, sure. just tell me about how much less stress and anxiety you have now that you trust yourself on a given day-to-day basis. Oh my God, so much. I feel like I still have a lot of stress and anxiety on some days, but I know at the end of the day, like I'm good. Like I've got, I've got my back, <laughs> as corny as that sounds, and that is super comforting. Love that. Love that. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on today and hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, like I said, getting in contact with Natalie, she'll be in our show description if you want to reach out to her. Um, thank you again so much, Natalie. Bless your heart for helping out others, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the cast again soon to talk more about this positive psychology. Yeah, thanks, Cody. I appreciate it, and thanks for all the support. Absolutely.